Welcome to Through the Eyes of Trauma, an Inner Ear Agency production, where we engage in discussions regarding the impact that childhood trauma has on education, life, and living. This podcast seeks to help listeners realize the widespread impact of trauma, recognize how it is impacting the students, adults, and families, respond in a way that facilitates healing, and to actively resist re-traumatization. Join us as we tackle the hard conversations, but give tools and strategies to help you cope and begin your journey towards regulation by healing first and educating always. To receive professional development, consulting, and childhood trauma intervention services, please visit us at innerearagency.com. That's I-N-N-E-R-E-A-R-A-G-E-N-C-Y.com. Let's get into the conversation. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Through the Eyes of Trauma with me, Dr. Smith. And today our topic is process your emotions before you share them with the world. And so today I just really wanted to delve into a critical topic that emphasizes the importance of processing our emotions before sharing them with the world. And in light of the recent shooting in Allen, Texas, which is not far away from where I am, um, I just wanted to talk about and tackle this particular topic, especially because it took a lot for me um, to even put together the podcast for today. And so for those of you who listen on a regular basis, I did not record last week because I just really was not in the right um, mental space, the right emotional space to just even come on and talk about the trauma that we face or talk about the aftermath um, of the shooting because I was still really dealing with not only the anger and not only the sadness and the grief of what happened, but also trying to process the emotions that I was feeling before I, I got on here on the podcast and talked about it and allowed that grief and that anger to take over. And so I just took my own advice and I, I took a break. I turned off all the noise, turned off the news and the radio. And I just tried, began to, to deal with myself and process my emotions and see, you know, where are you feeling this in your body? Like, how do you feel about the, the situation that's happened? And what are you going to do about it? And so just like I tell you, you have got to process your emotions and just take account of what you're feeling in your body, the sensations that you're feeling in your body. When you've been through something traumatic, um, such as a mass shooting or things like that. And so that's what I did. And so for those of you who are who look for our podcast every week, I apologize, but I just really needed to take um, a, a week to just take a mental health break. So before I dive into this topic, just to process my own emotions. And so as we explore how you can navigate big emotions when things like this happen, I just want you to take some time and just um, listen just to the things that I want to share with you on the importance of making sure that you process your emotions, especially in times of big emotions, before we act irresponsibly um, and prevent negatively impacting the world around us. And so I know a lot of people have different suspicions of what the, the motivation was for creating or um, for doing such a, a hateful thing as as doing a mass shooting or committing this act. And, and people say, you know, they were struggling with mental health issues and all of those things. But the thing is, is mental health issues look different in different people. And so if we have, have identified that we know someone or if our, 
us ourselves are dealing with some just emotional and mental health issues, you have got to seek help. If you have noticed um, that someone is struggling, you have to be that support system for them or help them to find a support system so that they process their emotions and not act irresponsibly by sharing their emotions or the response of their emotions with the world, such as the one that happened um, last week. And so our essential question for today's episode is how can we process our emotions effectively to ensure our response doesn't add to the negativity in the world? This episode aims to help our listeners develop the skills necessary to process their emotions in a healthy and constructive way. So again, the goal is just to empower individuals to become more self-aware, to become more emotionally resilient and mindful of their impact on others, particularly during times of of intense emotional experiences. And I think that's why I really just wanted to take a step back last week and make sure that I was um, emotionally sound before coming on here and sharing with you because I didn't want my anger you know, to show up in this podcast episode. I didn't want my grief necessarily to show up in the podcast episode, but I wanted to make sure that this episode is something that could help others um, not only deal with any stress or emotional um, responses that they have to just the things that are going on. We've had way too many uh, shootings, way too many mass shootings, more mass shootings than we have days in the year and these things continue to happen and then we're not able to process these emotions or or deal with it in a healthy manner to where we're not sharing our grief and we're not sharing our um anger with the world because of the things that we're we're seeing or that we're witnessing and so one of the best ways to process emotions is through journaling And I highly recommend, and I do this a lot, I highly recommend using um, our guided journal titled All In My Feelings. And this journal provides prompts and guidance specifically designed to help individuals navigate their emotions, you know, reflect on their experiences and gain clarity and understanding when big emotions arise. It's a powerful tool to support self-reflection and emotional growth. And that's our goal. We're here to, to help people grow emotionally, to help people be able to process Um, their emotions and their thoughts and make sure that their actions are not harmful when they're responding to the feelings that they have in their body. As a mental health guru and author, um, John Kabat-Zinn once said, you can't stop the waves, but you can learn to surf. And this quote reminds us that we have the power to skillfully navigate our emotions and respond consciously to the world around us. And that's what I'm asking our listeners to do. You have to be able to navigate these troubled waters that people are are sharing with us when they've gone through mental health crises. And, and you have to be able to, to learn, as he said, learn how to serve in these tough times. And that's what I'm asking that you do. You process your emotions and, and see what is it that I can do to help myself when going through things like this so that you don't share with the world um, a response that is not one that you would want to do, but it's just something that comes up because you're so upset or you're so angry about the things that are going on. So now let's discuss some data regarding mental health illnesses and mass shootings. 
According to recent studies, a significant proportion of individuals who carry out mass shootings have a history of untreated mental health conditions. However, it's important to note that the vast majority of individuals with mental health challenges are not violent and are more likely to be victims of violence than the perpetrators. And that's a problem for me. Why? Because we are not uh, prioritizing mental health in our society. We have got to prioritize mental health in our society and make sure that people who we know are struggling with mental health challenges have access to those mental health supports that will help them and so that they don't become either the perpetrators of violence or or even victims of violence. And so to ensure that we don't bleed on those who have not cut us, I'm going to give you four tips on processing our emotions responsibly. Number one, self-awareness. Take time to identify and understand your emotions. Practice mindfulness and self-reflection to gain insight into the root cause of your big emotions. And I heard today, if you don't identify the problem or if you don't identify the issue, then it's hard to become a disruptor of that issue. And we're trying to disrupt the, the mental health crisis. We're trying to disrupt the noise of that's going on in the minds of people who are struggling. In order to do that, we have to first identify that there's a struggle, right? We have to identify that mental health is a serious issue, that we are now in a mental health crisis, especially post-pandemic, because people have not been able to, to, to create those connected um, relationships with people who will support their resilience or have access to those mental health professionals. And so we have to make sure that we prioritize mental health and self-awareness. Number two, self-care. Prioritize self-care activities that promote promote emotional well-being. So doing things such as exercise, you know, making sure that you gain adequate rest. Because if you are tired, if you are mentally and physically tired, then you'll do things and you're not thinking clearly because of the, the fatigue that has set in in your emotions and the fatigue that has set in into your mind and your body. So making sure that you get adequate rest. Engaging in hobbies and connecting with supportive individuals. A lot of times um, after things like this occur, you will hear somebody say, well, I knew something was going on. Like I can tell he was struggling or, you know, he always this person always seemed um, weird or depressed or they were known to have mental issues. And to me, that's a problem, because if you know something, if you see something, you ought to say something. And so making sure that we connect with those individuals and become that supportive person or that that buffer, that nurturing buffer that this person has to make sure that they're getting the mental health supports that they need. Number three, seek support yourself. You know, reach out to trusted friends, family members, or mental health professionals who can provide a listening ear and offer guidance during challenging times. And let's be clear, we have all been through some challenging times these last two and a half years. And so having a mental health crisis, that is not... um, you're not at fault for having that. Like you have every right to have a mental health crisis because of the things that we've been exposed to in this last two and a half years and the things that we have experienced in these last um, two and a half years. But what you must do is seek out support. When you understand that I'm struggling, you know, find somebody who can provide a listening ear for you. And especially now, because that is going to be an intervention that you need. And that's going to help you on your, on your journey towards healing. And number four, practice empathy. Consider the impact of your words and actions on others. 
You have to cultivate empathy and make sure that you're creating these experiences of empathy and strive to respond to difficult situations with compassion and understanding. And that's with not only yourself, but with other people. When you know that someone is struggling um, with a mental health issue, making sure that you you lead with compassion as opposed to judgment, because that could be any one of us. Right. Mental health is physical health, just like you can be healthy physically one minute and then not healthy the next minute after you've gotten a a checkup or something. There can be one thing, one experience or one exposure that you've had that can change your mental health status like that. And so being able to make sure that you respond when difficult situations occur, because it could be you and being empathetic towards someone who might also be going through that. Uh, Remember, processing your emotions before sharing them with the world is an act of mindfulness and emotional intelligence. And we know that emotional intelligence is key to being um, a productive citizen. It's key to making sure that you have that youth have um, adequate physical and mental development. And it's also key just being able to be someone in society that is showing a, a level of excellence and success. The one that that others could could be proud of, could look up to. And by doing so, we can foster a more compassionate and supportive society. And that's our goal here at the Inner Air Agency, just making sure that we are equipping people, we're equipping organizations, that we're equipping um, individuals, parents, teachers, administrators with tools and strategies to make sure that they are being trauma-informed, that when things like mass shootings or just um, losses, loss of, of loved ones or loss of, of freedom, loss of a lot of things, just loss in general. When someone is experiencing those things, how do we step in and support them? How do we give them the tools that they need to make sure that they're healing first and then they're educating themselves always on the things that they need to do in order to maintain their healthy responses um, when they have these big emotions. And so again, today's episode, I just really briefly wanted to come on here. Um, Now that I'm in a better emotional mental space, um, post the mass shooting that happened down the street in Allen, Texas, just to encourage you to make sure that you are processing your emotions so that you can heal and begin to heal before you share those emotions with the world. Because when you share those emotions with the world and it's a response to a big emotion, you don't know how it's going to come across. You don't know um, how you could affect other people, how you can hurt other people just because you're hurting. And you know, we hear that all the time that hurt people hurt hurt people hurting people hurt people and I really believe that that was the case in this situation these people who commit these acts and these heinous crimes are hurting people and because they have not processed their emotions they have not used tools and strategies or um, sought after um, a professional a mental health professional to help them to get through these feelings that they have they in turn hurt other people because they have not processed their emotions before sharing them with the world and it's so sad like I'm sad to say that um, this is just somebody who fell through the cracks and because his mental health challenges were not addressed because he didn't receive the support that he needed because people near him or next to him did not rally around him and check on them, you know, and that's why they say check on your strong friends, people who you think like, okay, they're dealing well with this. This is not an easy thing to go through. You know, a lot of people that I've talked to to this week are struggling with this. And these are the people who are like, check on your strong friends. And I consider myself um, a mental health professional. I consider myself myself, 
someone who advocates for mental health supports and someone who knows that mental health matters, especially this month of mental health awareness month. And I was struggling this week, you know, this week, this thing, because it was so close to home, like I am literally numb because these things continue to happen. And I know it's happening because we don't have um, the mental health supports in place and because we as a society are not prioritizing mental health. And so we have got to prioritize not only our own mental health, but the people around us, the ones that we say that we love and that we we care for. We have got to make sure that they're good. Just like you would check in on a family member or a friend if they had cancer or if they had pneumonia or COVID, how you would check in on them and make sure they're good. You have got to find your people your your village, the people that you say that you love and that you care for and check in on them. Make sure that they're good because some people are faking the funk like they're good. But deep in your heart, you know, if your person is different, is moving differently, if they're acting differently and you say, you know what, something is off. And that's what I hate to hear when things like this happen. They, people will say, you know what, something seems off about them. Like I could tell they might have been, uh, you know, under a lot of stress or this and that. And it's like, why didn't you say something before things like this happen? And that's what I'm begging my listeners to to, um, to do. Check in on your people. If you notice someone is struggling, get them the help that they need. Get them the support that they need so that we don't have these types of things to continue to happen. And with that, I want to leave you with the through the eyes of trauma takeaways. Again, I'm just going to repeat the ones that I talked about today. Number one, become self-aware, not only for yourself, but for your village. Make sure you have identified if someone is struggling and get them the help that they need. Number two, self-care. Prioritize your self-care, especially in times like this or times of um difficult situations. Number three, seek support. Make sure that either you or the person that you love are seeking support from a mental health professional. And number four, practice empathy. Make sure that you know that your words and your actions impact other people. Make sure you're practicing empathy with yourself and with other people. And number five, heal first Educate always. And remember, process your emotions before you share them with the world. And remember, if you or your organization are looking for trauma-informed practices, professional development, or just consulting services for you or anyone that you know who, are, who is dealing with childhood trauma and need intervention, please visit us at innerearagency.com. That's I-N-N-E-R-E-A-R-A-G-E-N-C-Y.com. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for being um, receptive. And I, again, I apologize for not coming on last week, but I hope that this um, episode is of some help to you following these things. And with that, I will see you next week. Bye.